the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. And on the occasion of Taco Tuesday, there's actually a Mexican restaurant that's in some hot water in Albuquerque because of their menu. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. I got, I, that perked up the attention of uh, my partner in crime here for my show. We got lots to cover tonight. Speaking of crimes, uh, the, the, um, what would normally be just a normal everyday court hearing today ended up being all a buzz around Washington, D.C., and it could be because friend of the Andrea K. Show, Sidney Powell, was in court today with General Flynn, and we're going to be talking about that tonight because there's a reason why what would normally be some ordinary hearing really had wags, uh, tongues wagging uh, today all over D.C. There's a special election happening tonight in North Carolina that the left is really hoping. They're calling it a bellwether for 2020, which means uh, that's that's they're always expressing their hopes in the form of pushing out a narrative. So we've got um, Tom DeBacaro is going to be here a little bit later to talk about the General Flynn hearing today and give his legal analysis on that, as well as legal slash political analysis of that. Because in addition to being an attorney and former senatorial candidate, he's also the book of the uh, author of the book, The Divided Era. So he's going to be here tomorrow is the anniversary of 9-11. And there's a meme going around today that said, 18 years ago tonight, 3,000 Americans went to bed or enjoyed the evening, spent the evening going to dinner and doing activities with, with their families, not knowing that that would have been their last evening with their loved ones. And so we've got to talk about, uh, yet it's gone from hashtag never forget to literally scrubbing the history from the U.S. government, and we've got a special report from Dan Perkins who's going to be here to talk about the appalling way that the Republican-controlled Senate conducted a 9-11 hearing yesterday on Monday at the 9-11 memorial in advance of 9-11 and didn't mention anything about the actual cause of 9-11. Wait till you guys hear this, and I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Oh, and of course, we've got to talk about the man who was swept out of the office today by his own lip broom. <laughs> we're going to talk about Bolton. we got lots to talk about tonight. And I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. My question of the day for you guys, and there's a lot of speculation. I think, I think anybody who's been paying attention to foreign policy for a while understands really kind of, we can kind of speculate with some type of good insight as to why Bolton might be out. Now the question is, what do you think should happen in Afghanistan? Just open-ended question. What do you think we should do with Afghanistan? 888-344-1170. I think we all know that that, uh, Bolton really wanted uh, to uh, put more troops into Afghanistan. What should we do with Afghanistan? 888-344-1170. You can also answer that question on Facebook and the Facebook Live broadcast there, as well as on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And the man who would take your calls, and I might pose that question to him, see if he's got an answer. Because he's like the smartest dude here in the AK Show. And at the answer, San Diego. It's DJ Carrot Stick. So many friends in San Diego. My best friend. He goes by DJ Carrot Sticks. 
Oh, thank you, Miss. Thank you, President Trump. But actually, I'm the only guy on the AK staff. Uh, well, that's true. You are the only guy. <laughs> so clearly, clearly, you're the smartest. I'm the smartest. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, uh, back to oh, over at Kirke. I wonder if it was crickets and, at, that they were serving. At, uh, over Kirke. where? Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque. Oh, the locals Kirk. call it Kirke. <laughs> oh, they do. Yeah. Okay, I've never heard that before. I'm not. I, I haven't really spent much time over in Kirke. Ain't really my neck of the woods. I've been through it a few times. It's to me, it's like what you're where you're forced to go on your way between Texas and uh, California. Really, basically, which basically means for me the drive between Louisiana, the drive between New Orleans and California. You got to go through Albuquerque. That's yeah. that's the ex- extent of it. We've got some good jerky stands. Yeah, oh, they do. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for that. So, what should happen with with Afghanistan? Well, I, you know, originally, I, I mean, it's 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 such a hard. Uh, decision to make because you know you, you want to finish what you started but it seems like it it, it never will it, it, it you know and and do we keep sacrificing our troops and putting their lives in line uh, for something that we may never see an end exactly to? that's exactly the issue that we've got and i think that's exactly why john bolton had to leave because you, it, first of all i have fired many people in my day in the, my corporate sales days in management and it was never anything I relished doing. You never like having, having to fire anybody. But if you're doing it for just cause, then you, you're able to sleep at night. And, and in particularly since they always prove to you in the moment you're firing them exactly why they're being fired. And when you see how John Bolton responded to President Trump in the tweets, he proved that literally the, the Oval Office didn't have enough room for both the, the president of the United States as well as the ego of John Bolton, who tweeted out, and, and as well as in his resignation letter, had some criticism that, you know, the the Trump administration had, quote, no coherent strategy. Oh, really? As opposed to the coherent strategy of eight years of George W. Bush and then eight additional years of Barack Obama in Afghanistan? Can you completely clarify for me, John Bolton, exactly what the strategy was there? Because for the life of me and the world's and the longest war that the United States has been engaged in with no clear strategy, why are we still there? Because there was no strategy for win. There was no strategy for a victory. There was nothing coherent at all in even why we were there. As we go into 9-11, were we there? We went in there after 9-11. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Bolton, but from what I'm aware of, the 19 hijackers on September 11th weren't part of the Taliban. Most or all of them came from Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, the mastermind behind it was supposedly in the mountains. I can't remember the name of it, but George W. Bush didn't go in there and actually was was okay and said he at one point that he didn't even care whether or not we found bin Laden. It wasn't about bin Laden. Then we went into Iraq. What was the strategy there? Was there at one point WMD in Iraq? Yeah, I believe there was. But the, but I think that we can clearly say with coherence, complete clarity, that the strategy of George W. Bush was not about that he saw an opportunity. He believed, which to me was not clear strategy. His mindset, it was never about WMD, and I said it at the time. I said, this is about him not understanding the enemy. This is about him thinking, we're going to go over there. They hate us just because they've never had a taste of American freedom. They've never had a taste of democracy. Really? 
Do you know how many of, of the bigs from Al-Qaeda and these terrorists and all these other uh, – I think the bin Laden family are major contributors to Harvard. How many of them – how many uh, – look at uh, even local – Yokel Nadal Hassan was a doctor. Where's the strategy there? This mindset that we're going to go over there and continue for 18 years – when we've got $20 trillion in debt and we're going to continue to put treasure over there building schools and highways and hospitals when they didn't have anything to do with 9-11? And then we've got rules of engagement that, that ties the hands of our, of our American heroes and puts them in a position to be slaughtered? Oh, and in the middle of that, Mr. Bolton, the strategy of giving up five Taliban at, at Gitmo for, uh, you know, for what's his name, Bergdahl? Who fled? I, I didn't. I don't see. But getting back to because uh, I clearly I had a lot of problems with with Obama, but you know I, I have equally big problems with George W. Bush because Bolton is from that Bush era, and what Bolton is wanting to do is to continue what George W. Bush did, which was it put us in endless wars without any clear victory. I am the daughter of two Marines. I come from a long line of military, seen every military movie ever made. I'm fascinated by it. I'm in love with it. Not because I like bloodshed, but because it there's nothing that makes me more patriotic than to be reminded that the United States of America has been the world's military. As Major General Bob Scales said to me on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, if you think of every area of strife that has since the United States of America, since its inception and became a nation, the solution to that strife began with a member of the United States military walking the streets. But we should not be using, and our enemies need to, need to believe that we will use the full force of the United States military, but, but we need to be strategic about it. And there was no strategery for 16 years. Now, now going on uh, 17, 18 years in Afghanistan, there is no strategery. Because if there was any great strategery that in, that justified continuing putting our, our troops there, we, that we would have gone in, finished it, and we'd be out. So now what do we do? Because we actually look weak. We need to not just, our, our, our enemies need to not just understand that we will use force, but they need to understand that we are going to use it for a win. We're losing lives. We spent trillions of dollars, and we look weak. Because we're not doing what we need to do to win. So it makes no sense. Did I like the idea of bringing the Taliban to Camp David? No, but you know what? I don't like what's going on now. The strategy employed by both parties, Republican and Democrats, has failed. And unless you are going to release the ridiculous, mad mental case, mad dog approved rules of engagement and start bombing the mosques, recognizing that they're using women and children and that religion is a shield unless you're going to unless you're going to do away with the rules of engagement then pull our people out oh condoleezza rice has emerged oh condy rice she's got a new book out about wanting to, to, something to do with creating a global commonwealth i.e. one world government nonsense and she's got to weigh in lady you and w were a huge part of the problem Because the enemy was never a bunch of idiots, the the mastermind. It's an ideology that hates us. They don't want Western-style democracy. They want a centralized system of control with complete control of of our lives. It's why Bernie Sanders is partnering with Linda Sassoor. 
this global calm with, and she's 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 complaining about how you know we're just being divisive with this you know protectionism and isolationism and this and this and this. You know these are the people that just really cost us. So I supported George W. Bush at the time, but his strategy and Obama's strategy, which was even worse, because Obama's strategy was to take down every strongman, secular. Um, strong man in the Middle East, take them down and install radical Islam didn't help us either. And I'm and and I haven't heard Condi Rice. In fact, that was worse because all it did in in, in it, particularly since it included arming ISIS, it led to the entire Middle East under Islam, Islamist control, with Christians being slaughtered, Christian children being beheaded, Christian churches being bombed. Didn't hear a word. I don't recall hearing a word from George W. Bush or Condi Rice about that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion with Dan Perkins, author of The Brotherhood of the Red Nile. He's been on the show many times before. We're going to continue talking about Bolton as well as what happened at the uh, National 9-11 Memorial on Monday Senate Homeland Security meeting in which they talked about 9-11 and talked about everything but actually what the cause was. Stay tuned. We're Andrew Kasia coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea K here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are for students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree purchase your copy of facing reality in american education today at amazon.com you could send the child in your life to a public school but why when you could send them to one of san diego's finest private schools for half the normal price with the answer san diego half off tuition program that's the 2019 and 2020 school year for half price log on to the answer or tap the answer san diego app for a complete list of participating schools then call 844-800-5757 now to enroll your child when you call you can put the entire half price tuition on your credit card it's that easy but these outstanding tuitions are going fast so call today 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. Explore your options with schools like Trinity Christian, Victory Christian, Coastal Christian Academy, and Valley Christian Academy. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com or call 844-800-5757 before these tuitions are gone. That's 844-800-5757 or TheAnswerSanDiego.com.
Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to get started making money flipping houses right here in San Diego? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll be introduced to our three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Paula Sajan, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the San Diego area who want to learn how to get started making money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. The San Diego area is a perfect market for my system. And next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you'll learn how to get started flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Paul's workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 68000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 68000. Text in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Paul's Money for Deals guide. Just text your zip code to 68000. There are more than 60,000 people living with Alzheimer's disease or related dementia in San Diego and Imperial Counties. Add to that the number of family members and other caregivers who face the daily challenges of helping those with the disease and the number surpasses 180,000. Join KCBQ and hundreds of fellow San Diegans for the Walk to End Alzheimer's on Saturday, September 21st at Liberty Station in Point Loma or Saturday, September 28th at Kit Carson Park in Escondido. The walks raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. It's an inspiring morning with walkers of all ages and abilities who have one goal in mind, eradicating Alzheimer's. Get your friends, relatives, Relatives and co-workers together to form a team or join an existing team at alz.org, alz.org slash walk, or call 800-272-3900 today. The first survivor of Alzheimer's is out there, but we won't get there without you. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show, 888-344-1170. The question of the day is, what should we do with Afghanistan? John Bolton clearly wanted us to send more troops in. A lot of troops in. A lot of people did after 18 years. What have we accomplished? Why, why would we jeopardize any more lives when we clearly don't have? He's yammering about how Trump didn't have a coherent strategy. What strategy have we had for 18 years? It can't be much of one since we don't have a win over there. And Condoleezza Rice is yammering about stability over in that area. How do you bring stability? And why is that our job, to bring stability over there? She's comparing it to bring stability to Asia. Really, are we going to compare Afghanistan to Japan? Are we really going to compare Afghanistan to Europe? It's absolute nonsense. Joining me now to continue this discussion as well as talk about the appalling way in which the U.S. government is attempting. It's not It's not anymore about how people hashtag never forget on 9-11 when clearly we've forgotten because we, we obviously we've forgotten or we wouldn't have Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib in Congress. But it's even worse than that because at the Senate, the Senate, which is controlled by the Republicans, they had a little meeting at the 9-11 memorial in advance of 9-11 and proceeded to try to scrub the truth about 9-11 from any conversation. And joining me now to discuss this is foreign policy analyst Dan Perkins, contributor at Daily Caller and Newsmax and Town Hall, all the usual places we go to to get good information. And he's also author of uh, the book the brotherhood of the red nile which is part of a trilogy so i'd say he knows a thing or two about uh, the scourge of islamic terrorism and he joins me now hi dan welcome back to the andrea k show andrea thank you for having me on it's always a pleasure to be with you thank you your thoughts on john bolton leaving 
departing, being swept um, out by his lip broom? I, I, I think that the, the part of the problem with John Bolton was that uh, he was probably the hawk in the Trump cabinet. And Mr. Trump has always been raising the question, why are we there in Afghanistan? Why are we, are we in Iraq? And, and, and what is our mission and what are we trying to do? And just because we're there doesn't mean that we should necessarily keep troops there. But, Andrea, the one thing that, that's not being talked about today is that what's going on in the Middle East is a, re, a significant realignment and possibly the destruction of OPEC, which is basically a cartel that for decades controlled the world economy because they were the principal source of oil and energy for all the Western industrial nations. And so what happened when, when we decided we were not going to any longer de- depend upon Middle Eastern oil, our interests changed dramatically in that part of the world. And I think what Donald Trump is saying is, look, um, we don't need to we don't need to uh, continue putting American troops at risk because we were there for 15, 18, 20, whatever the number of years you want to count. That's not a justification for continuing to do it. What's happening is that the factions with the Taliban and other Muslim terrorist groups who are trying to get control of Afghanistan. Uh, we have about 8,900 troops there. We are not an offensive force. We're, in essence, a, a, a bunch of police people. And so we're not going to bring about any significant change. And what we saw this past weekend is when the president had an opportunity to have some, some dialogue uh, with the Muslims at, at a, a conference table in, in a secret meeting in Camp David, uh, he canceled it because he can't trust them. And you and I talked about this before, about Takiya under the Muslim faith. Right. When their Muslims are dealing with infidels like us, they can lie and cheat and steal and make promises and never have to follow them through. And so Mr. Trump is beginning to understand that, but that's not a reason why we should put American troops at risk in Afghanistan. No, and in fact, President Trump... Uh, Pretty soon after he came down the escalators, that's one of the in 2015. It's one of the things he was talking about. You know, this is you know, and it's interesting because you know the guy who said clearly, "I'm not going to lead us into endless wars. I gotta, I gotta know that there's an end game. I gotta know that there's a reason to be there. I gotta, I've gotta know that there's there is a defined a definition of what a win is." Um, you know, who is the same guy that they're, they were have been hysterical about that he was going to lead us into a nuclear war and nuke us all because he didn't like right. some tweet somewhere. The same left who right. accused him of that are, are now accusing him of not being hawkish enough because they're hysterical that he got rid of, of John Bolton. It's like, you know, he can't please anybody. But I think President Trump understands my theory, which I talked about the open of, sh- of the show before we talk about this 9-11 hearing, is that, uh, you know, our it, – it, we our enemies have to believe that we will use the full weight of the military the united states military if we have to like trump we right. don't we're not we don't want to go into endless wars but if we're pushed if we're forced to we will but i also right. have to think that that it does it's not a show of strength to use military though if you're going to tie the hands with with crappy rules of enge- of engagement that have ended up 
with no no clear vision or strategy of what a win is, and we're there for 18 years. We look lame. We're not only losing lives and wasting treasure, but we don't look we don't look like we're strong with that. That's not good military strategy. It's not good po- uh, political strategy. It's not good economic strategy, right. and it doesn't make sense. Well, you 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 hit on a very important point. I had written time and time again about the the rules of engagement under the Obama administration, and when Trump came in. Look how quickly we turned around with with ISIS in 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 the Middle East, and basically not only put them on the run, but 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 destroyed them at least in the Middle East, because Trump changed the rules of engagement. He let the local commanders decide what the was the appropriate tactics to use. Um, but that that's because he made a decision that the people on the ground would would be best equipped to make the decision for what was the best tactic to use. And and I think that Mr. Trump is saying, <clears throat> okay, uh, you know, Andrea, one of the things I would love for you to tell your people, or I'll tell them, is you need to go on the, the go on the internet and go to the BBC.com website and look in the section called the Middle East, and you look at the countries, the, the Syria and the Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran, and you say to yourself, who the hell would ever want to live there with a destruction? How does any kind of an economy ever recover with the physical destruction that's taken place in those countries for decades and decades? Not our just involvement, but forever. The, the countries are piles of rubble. You can't build a factory in a pile of rubble, and, and you can't build a factory if you can't trust that the people are not going to blow it up. So <clears throat> the yeah. economic value in the Middle East was the oil. That's no longer of economic value. Well, right. And then on top of it, we are dealing with an ideology that could not be tamped down, could not be the issue could not be solved by going over and handing out candy to kids and building hospitals and roads, which is what George W. Bush's strategy was. And, you know, and and he and, you know, I complain every year, Dan, that people love to tweet out hashtag never forget. Well, we are we have so far gone from we have not only we are literally have an entire Democrat Party that is pretty much under control of anti-Semitic Islamist. And we mm-hmm. have Ber- we have Bernie Sanders, who's literally partnering with Linda Sarsour, is pushing for Sharia in this country. And it is shocking right. to me. But but nothing prepared me for the shock. I should have been. I, I shouldn't be shocked. I shouldn't be shocked to find out what happened under a Republican-controlled Senate at the 9-11 memorial on a discussion about 9-11 with the Department of Homeland Security and how they, and how they scrubbed the reality of what happened. Tell our, tell right. our listeners about that. Well, the, the, the point is that, there, is that it's an example. I, I've been saying to people as I've been doing interviews over the last week on this particular issue, if you look back, into the Obama administration when he had to come up for the golf course and he had to tell the American people about the reporter who ISIS cut off his head. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and it was difficult for him to do that because he had to give up his golf game. He was just somewhat put out. But but there was there was a very important message that, that most of the people in the media, especially the mainstream, never reported. That beheading started a series of other beheadings, but that beheading sent two messages and it sent it to two specific groups of people. One to the Democratic Party telling them, while you've been supporting and you're and the, the black people have been your uh, favored most favored nation group, that's no more. It's going to be us. And by the way, if you don't make us, just keep in mind what happened. We could kill you. And then the second part was because he was a newsman 
he was ba- they were basically saying to the American news media and the world news media, don't screw with us because we can kill you. And that is, has continued to permeate and grow. And I'm going to give you the example. When, when Our Lady from Minneapolis made the anti-Semitic remarks, the Congress could not come to grips with voting to censure her, Right. what she said. This is a woman who was in Congress for less than three months and had intimidated the rest of the Democratic Party to not, in, not uh, indict her, to censure her, to do anything. And they wound up – what did they wind up doing? They wound up writing a piece of, of resolution that protected the Muslim people. Yes. And, and so what we don't understand is that on, on September 11th, there were 1,250 mosques in the United States. There are now over 3,000 mosques in the United States. And two, these two women have come in in a matter of eight months, have taken the spotlight and, and taken the control and are the leading forces of the Democratic Party and in Congress. And they've made everybody else impotent because they know if you screw around with the Muslims, you could lose your head. Yeah. And, you know, basically we uh... – <sighs> It's, it's like Rush said it best. He said they killed 3,000 Americans on 9-11, and we've been apologizing ever since. You know, we, Absolutely. you know, and, you know, every time there has been a terrorist attack, Pulse nightclub, the first day they coordinated and had care at the microphones, bodies still bleeding out. And it was, we got to, we, we've got to make sure there's no backlash against Muslims. Uh, we, right. you know, uh, we, after San Bernardino, when Americans were slaughtered at a Christmas party by uh, an Islamist, a Muslim, as well as, as and his fiance who came here on a visa, even though her social media was clearly, she was training at a, at a uh, what do you call it? Uh, one of those schools that, uh, a terrorist camp. At, at a terrorist camp, um, you mm-hmm. know, it, what's her name? Loretta Lynch came out and said that when people were saying, well, see something, say something because a neighbor, you know, had suspicions. She said, you better be careful before you come out and say anything against a Muslim. Right. So, you know, we, we have been bullied into submission and it's, and it's shocking to me to hear at the Senate, uh, Homeland security committee meeting. They said that they, there was no mention of Islamic terror. There was mention of the threat being white supremacist, yet they refer to religious extremism or religious discrimination. Well, what the heck did they think Islam was all about? It's crazy, right. Dan. Final thought before we have to go. I think we have to, we have to as an American, as, as citizens, we have to start teaching our children the price that this country paid on 9-11. We cannot forget it. I've, I've been a merit badge counselor for over 30 years for the Boy Scouts of America. And one of them is communications. And one of the projects is you have to write to a local politician about something that concerns you. And this young man said he wanted to write a letter to the head of the school board about why we're not well, no longer dealing with 9-11. And the answer he got back from the head of the school board was, we don't do it anymore because it's no longer relevant. Wow. September 11th should always be relevant to the American people, much like Pearl Harbor should always be relevant and World War II and World War One, all of those things where Americans died right, in the and, defense of liberty or because of liberty 
and the I and the ide- right and the ideologies that existed at the time that were the threat uh, continue to exist today, and we have to be aware of that threat and, because it never goes away. Dan Perkins, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. His trilogy Anytime. and the, the first book in that is the Brotherhood of the Red Nile. Uh, we got to shift gears. There's another uh, domestic terrorist threat in the form of the deep state, and there was uh, an interesting turn of events in the courtroom today with the Andrew K. Show uh, friend Sidney Powell. We will talk to Tom DeBacaro when we get back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. Energize and revitalize your relationship. Join our sister station, K-Praise, along with Focus on the Family's Greg and Aaron Smalley at the Revive Listener Event. Friday night, September 20th at Shadow Mountain Community Church in El Cajon. Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley guide couples toward creating deeply satisfying marriages, faith, family, and the importance of healthy friendships. With life and love, pursuing relationships that thrive with Margie Hill. Worship by Michael Sanchez of The Voice and Entertainment with Christian comedian Dennis Gaxiola. Bring your spouse or your special someone. And if you're single, come learn how to find that special someone. Don't miss the Revive Listener Event with Greg and Aaron Smalley. Music and comedy with complimentary coffee and dessert afterward. That's Friday, September 20th, 7 p.m. at Shadow Mountain Community Church in El Cajon. Tickets $25 per couple, $15 for singles. Get your tickets online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Sponsored by Southern California Seminary. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Do you work with an investment advisor or do you work with a broker? Well, investment advisors are bound to a fiduciary standard that was established as part of the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. The act is pretty specific, and it tells us what a fiduciary is. And basically, it means that an advisor must place the interests of the client first. It consists of a duty of loyalty and care, and it simply means that the advisor must always act in the best interest of his or her client. It also means that an advisor must do his best to make sure that the investment advice that is given is using accurate and complete information. So friends, do you work with a registered investment advisor that has a fiduciary standard or do you work with a broker that's earning commissions? If you'd like to talk about it, make sure you give me a call for your free consultation. 800-727-PLAN. 800-727-7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. 800-727-PLAN. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm Molly Hemingway. And I'm Carrie Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial 
The Kavanaugh confirmation in the future of the Supreme Court tells the story of the process that Kavanaugh himself called a national disgrace and a circus. The Supreme Court is the arbiter of America's most divisive disputes. The incentive to destroy Supreme Court nominees has become nearly irresistible. Our book, Justice on Trial, explores how that happened to Brett Kavanaugh and what we must do to prevent it from happening again. With more than 100 interviews, including the president, dozens of senators and other officials, we uncovered shocking details, untold until now. Will the next confirmation fight be even uglier than Kavanaugh's? Our new book, Justice on Trial, has the answer. Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation and the future of the Supreme Court is the explosive new bestseller by Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino. Published by Regnery. Get your copy now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is. All while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Oh, man. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's not just Taco Tuesday, DJ Carrot Six. Today was the day Alyssa Milano was supposed to have the great debate with Ted Cruz. What happened? I, I don't know what happened. I mean, I see her on the monitor. She's on She's on a network talking, so, you know, I guess she survived somehow. I posted the video of the Black Knight scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, I don't know if just you remember. Just a flesh wound. Just a, just a bit of flesh wound. Come back here. I'll bite your legs off. Um, anyway, um, on a serious tip, major developments. Who would have thought a, a regular court hearing today of a guy who's accused of lying uh, to investigators would be uh, such the talk of the town, uh, but it was a friend of the Andrea K. Show, Sidney Powell, who took over uh, the defense for General Mike Flynn, was in court today for what was supposed to be just a routine status hearing, but it ended up not being so. She got tongues a wagon today, flat out accusing the government and the prosecutors of misconduct. Um, I'm not a, an, a shifty, uh, shady attorney, so I called my buddy Tom DeBacaro, uh, who. What are you saying? <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> oh, hey, now, you know I'm just teasing you. Um, you are actually the smartest dude out there. You're not just an attorney, author of many books, including The Divided Error, contributor at Ford's, uh, politicalvanguard.com, former senatorial candidate. So much to discuss here uh, about this case. But first, let's start with the legal analysis of what happened in the courtroom today. Then give us the political analysis. Well, so... Flynn was accused, uh, pled guilty to lying because he was worn down by the special counsel. And it's a complicated case because part of what they said they went after him for was not registering as a lobbyist. Now, they went after him to try and squeeze him to get him to talk about allegedly, uh, Russian collusion. So he winds up pleading guilty to saying he lied, even though even James Comey didn't think he lied. Now, he also became a a government witness. And most people feel that he was ramrodded on the lying issue because the normal way you do it with a new administration is you ask permission to talk to a White House official to come visit him so that person knows it's official. The way they did it in this case is they invited him off campus and didn't make it sound like it was about him and then claimed that he lied about it. So 
Enter Mueller and all of his abuses. I'm on record at length at this. You can read it all at Fox News or TomDell.com. Mueller pressures him, and he winds up succumbing. Now, Sidney Powell gets involved. I'm friends with Sidney, love her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they start reviewing all the procedures that went on, and there is a question of whether they withheld exculpatory evidence. Which means evidence that which means evidence that shows he was innocent. Yes, potentially okay. innocent. It is the obligation of a prosecutor to share the information with the person being charged, including exculpatory. You can't hold that back and not give a person a chance to defend themselves. Kind of like to use an analogy. So, let me use an example. Um, so, you know, somebody's accused of a crime and he says, well, hey, wait a second, here's evidence of my alibi and the prosecutors don't show anything related to the alibi. They withhold well, that. Well, it right. would be like it would be like saying somebody saying I wasn't there the night of the crime, even though it was your wife who was killed and the and the prosecutor withholding from you that they interviewed someone who saw you at the restaurant you claimed to be at, but they never told you about that person. Okay. That's withholding exculpatory evidence. Okay. Sydney's job when she took this over was always very difficult because it looked like he was going to get away with very little. He being Flynn, very little time, if not probation. But we all know Mueller was abusive. She went into court today and said that there was an overarching effort to get at him, and she made the implication that evidence was withheld. The judge, who has been skeptical about this in the past because he was hard on Flynn, said, well, was it material to what he pled to? I know this is getting me deep, but what the judge is saying was, are you talking about evidence related to what he pled to, or is it something else? The news reports do not make this clear, so I can't say one way or another, but I kind of doubted that she would go in there and mislead the judge because I know her, and I know how hard she's working on this. This is something that's going to be decided over time, and I'll just say in my own mind, based on the abuses we know from Mueller and the travesty that was the end of this investigation, and I'm glad his reputation, Mueller's, is destroyed. I think Trump should, uh, at, at this moment, not wait till next year, and he should pardon uh, General Flynn. I th- yeah, uh, a quote here I, uh, from the courtroom is, in regards to the plea, there never would have been a plea to begin with if the government had met its Brady obligation. Which is a reference yeah, the, to a court uh, uh, a disclosure requirement named for the 1963 Supreme Court case, Brady versus Maryland. So to me, that's where she's connecting the dots between his plea deal and the evidence that she's asking for, which, of course, they're hiding behind it being classified information and she doesn't have a top uh, top security clearance. This is all so shocking to me because it, this hero... Comey laughed and mocked the Trump administration for the way that they targeted and set up and entrapped General Flynn. 
Right now, Andrew McCabe is out on a book tour and just got a job on CNN for doing what? In spite of the fact that charges were recommended for him for doing what? Lying. Lying to investigators. Lying. And he's out. He's making money off a book deal. He's got a job on CNN while General Flynn fights for his life. And I want to make sure everybody understands because I actually I, um, I got from Sydney. Uh, the defense fund information today. Go go to mikeflynndefensefund.org. This man has he's lost his home, he's lost his entire life, and the FBI said themselves they didn't even think he lied. This man is being railroaded and destroyed simply because he was a, a member of the Trump administration. And this should not be allowed to happen in this country. And every Republican, yes, President Trump should go right ahead and a couple things should happen. Trump should pardon him in advance, although if he hasn't been technically sentenced, I don't know if he could could do an advance pardon. But, you know, I want to know when Bill Barr is going to start prosecuting. Agreed. Agreed. But but you said something very interesting, and I don't want people to miss out on this. You said Sydney can't see the information because she doesn't have the level of clearance. Hillary Clinton gave all of her emails to her attorney who didn't have any clearance and nothing was ever done. That was a dissemination that was not legal. And she so far has gotten away with that. And it's disgusting. Absolutely. Particularly since Cheryl Mills was not actually Cheryl Mills was her chief of staff. And while she technically was an attorney. No, this is her other attorney. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The ones that sifted through it, you know, in order to, you know, sift apart what yoga and wedding information from the from the work stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the American people, we're going into elections. There's some special election tonight in North Carolina that's supposed to be the bellwether. You know, one of the things that I'm concerned about in going into 2020 for President Trump is, is that, you know, the American people, we've lost Trump's, Trump voters even before we knew the extent of what went down with the Mueller investigation and uh, because that hadn't even started yet, as well as just the deep state and the way that they had uh, targeted and using the government as a tool, as a weapon against people for politics, we still knew that Hillary Clinton had gotten away with crimes. And it's going to get to the point to where people are going to no longer, they're going to start to blame President Trump because Barr is his guy. And Christopher Ray is his guy. And there's no, it's not going to be enough to expose who did what. We want prosecutions because you cannot have any restoration of faith in this government without a restoration of the rule of law. And that means that what Hillary Clinton said on the campaign trail should be true for everybody, including her. There should be no business too big to fail and no person too big to jail. Final thought, Tom DeBacaro. Yeah, I agree with you. You have been outspoken about this. Uh, Occasionally, I've asked you to be patient, and my patience is worn out, too. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's... Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen when Bill Barr came out and refused to prosecute Comey because those documents were not considered classified. And then you find out that who decided that they weren't classified, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, after they had already yeah. been let go from their positions because of bias. Um, I'm, exactly. I am I, out of patience, absolutely out of patience. And I think everybody needs to be tweeting to President Trump all day long about it because he responds. And if he get and if he and if he thinks that that he's going to get reelected and he's going to be you know get you know allowed because um, he's got he's got a lot on his plate, Tom. I get it, you know, and he faces two opposition yeah. parties, but he can't let this ride. He cannot let this ride. There must be accountability. One of the reasons, key moment for him when he was it was the debate when he said to Hillary Clinton, "You'd be in prison right now if I were president." People believed him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look, the swamp. 
it's not, you know, the swamp isn't new to America. All establishments, all governments, bureaucrats try and retain their power at the expense of the new guy trying to reform. That is always true. But it's, but the bigger the government, the bigger the swamp. Absolutely. And it continues to grow. Tom DeBacaro, which of your books should everybody read? You think The Divided Era? I mean, you know. Yeah, The Divided Era gives people a sense because, the, and they can get it at TomDell, T O M D E L dot com. The more government decides, the more it divides. Yes. And people need to start understanding that dynamic that things are going to get worse. Unless we understand that gov- every government decision picks a winner and a loser and someone to pay for it, and that creates insufferable division the larger government gets. And so don't blame Trump. Don't even blame Obama. Don't blame Democrats. Don't blame – it's government that gets in the middle of our lives and tries to force decisions on us that is causing this, and I explain that in the book. Well, everybody needs to read it, and, and of course, uh, healthcare comes to mind when we as just one example of that. Thank you for being here, Tom. I appreciate it. It's Tom. Right, love. Take care. Tom Tuesdays. Today was Tom Tuesday. Loving it. All right, um, we're going to take a skinny little break. We come back. We're going to go to Albuquerque. I got to tell you about this restaurant that's Kirk under. K. Kirke, and then uh, that's that gives us a perfect a perfect opportunity about the dude uh, to talk about the presidential candidate who hijacked, changed his name from Robert DeBato, and because uh, he's got an idea uh, that uh, he's got a new right nowadays. Nowadays, you know, a wish is a right, and so wait till you hear what he says. You have a right to DJ Carrot Sticks. You might like this. Stay tuned. More Andrew K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Hello, I'm Johnny K. To sinners, he was a saint, and to saints, he was a sinner. But by the end of his life, Johnny Cash was speaking openly about his unshakable faith. So he's my counselor, he's my wisdom. What brought Johnny to embrace a life in Christ? Now, you can download a preview of a new spiritual biography about Johnny Cash as it's never been told. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, written by Greg Laurie. Here now is the father of country music, the man in black. 
He's an iconic figure, but a lot of people don't know Johnny's spiritual story, how important Christ was to him. Download the preview of Johnny Cash, the redemption of an American icon. And when you do, you'll also be entered to win Johnny Cash's complete 63-album Columbia Records library. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Search keyword win to learn more. So when people first hear about MediShare, they have questions, some really good questions, starting with the obvious. What is it? Well, MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's not health insurance. It's a different way of doing things, which leads us to the next question. Why do people do this? Why do they become MediShare members? Here are two of the biggest reasons. Number one, people feel good about it. They're not trapped in a plan that makes them pay for things they don't believe in. They know their money is going to help people. And the second reason, people save a lot of money. Maybe you've heard us mention the typical family saves about $500 a month switching to MediShare. And one more big question, does it work? The answer is yes, a thousand times yes, or 400,000 times, since that's how many MediShare members there are, and they've shared over $2 billion in medical expenses. So easy to find out right now how MediShare can work for you. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Bill Holland with The Answer on Wall Street. Stocks hit another day running in place for the most part, but mixed with advances ahead of declines 5 to 4. But there's a lot on the plate just down the road, including window dressing, to the end of the quarter just three weeks away. Apple up 2.5 points had its day on the center stage. No big surprise. Most of the products pretty much priced in. We have a 7.2 million jobs being offered. Now less than 6 million people looking for work, while a record 163 million already employed. Brexit, China, a Fed rate cut, oil prices, all on the sidelines today, but still in the game. Boeing up 11 points, and Major Stanley sees 37% gain in Boeing to $500 a share once the 737 MAX gets its wings back. Starbucks down four, as more of its accounting is probed. Target wants to hire 130,000 seasonal workers, while Amazon has 30,000 permanent jobs. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, on Taco Tuesday, what sounds better for like a combination plate DG carrot sticks? Would you rather eat a WikiLeaks? Um, uh, fake news? Or a bad hombre? I guess a bad hombre. <laughs> there is an immigrant-owned Mexican restaurant, by the way, in uh, Kirky, in Albuquerque. It's called Urban Taqueria, and it's actually owned by a, a man named Hanif Mohammed. And he came up with all these names, uh, The Wall, The Immigrant, and my personal favorite. This is the one that I would have to order, The Locker Up. <laughs> Does it say what they are? Well, no, they, this doesn't, it doesn't tell me what, yeah, like what's a locker up is that could be like um, uh, the, the little meat chips on a, on a shingle, you know what I'm talking chip beef on toast, you know, that would there have you to, go, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just thought this was hysterical, but of course, you know, you've got the wounded uh, community of Albuquerque, including this one woman who's a teacher, of course, she teaches Chicana and Chicano studies along with feminist courses like uh, reproductive justice and Latinas. Um, <laughs> as though, first of all, I don't even know what reproductive justice is. 
uh, let alone why it would be any different for the uterus of a Latina woman. Is that Latinas having sex in I, judge rooms or something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but people were hysterical over it. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think, why can't you have some fun? It's, you know, uh, it's not some white dude from Iowa who did it. It's an And it's not even, a, you know, an a American-born citizen. He was He's an immigrant in this country. It doesn't say whether he's here legally or not. I say hat tip to you, man, for having a sense of humor. I heard all the salads come with a side of Russian dressing. Oh, but I'm carrot sticks. He'll be here all week. Listen, I got to play a little sound from last night's Saints game. They ended up pulling out an amazing win, as I told you all last night. Uh, I know I'm not re-embracing the NFL, um, but I do support Drew Brees because of what he did for the city of New Orleans, but also what he endured under the attack last uh, last week. Hey, man, we heard it this week. We've seen the devil. We've seen the devil. We looked him in his eyes. And we saw him. That's right. I can't play the whole clip, but he said, we've seen the devil. And anybody who knew what ex- – who – Follow Drew Brees knew exactly what he was talking about. He went on to say, we faced the devil last week, and it didn't matter. We, we're not going to be intimidated by any man or any team. And it was a shot of Christ. He knew the cameras were rolling on him. God bless you, Drew Brees, for standing up against the forces of evil in this country that wanted to silence you, wanted to tell you that something was wrong with you for being a Christian. God bless you, Drew Brees. And we need to remember to stand up for who we are on tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com